What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fleet Maintenance and Management Podcast, where we interview fleet managers and business owners across various industries. Our goal is to help make your fleet operations more efficient by hearing tips, best practices, and other insights from experienced individuals. I'm your host, Zarain Abdiali, and let's get ready to rock and roll. All right, what's up, everyone? We have uh, Alan here with uh, San Francisco Love Tours. Hey, Alan, how's it going? It's going quite well. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you joining us uh, today and your time, and uh, really excited to kind of hear your insights into the uh, fleet management world. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. I just want to get a little bit of background, uh, if you can give us some insights about you, your role, so our listeners can kind of hear and a description of your business. Yeah, no, thanks for inviting me. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Um, so I've started a tour company here in San Francisco about three, uh, we're going on our fourth year now. Um, so I was the founder and the CEO, and we started uh, uh, taking people around town in 1970s uh, VW buses. So these cars are near um, antique, definitely 40 plus year old vehicles that required a lot of our attention. Um, the reason why we started with those cars, though, is because they are definitely an attraction to San Francisco and has become quite successful. Uh, we started with one bus, and then in less than three years, we introduced a fleet of five now. So we have five vehicles to manage uh, to take people around town. So it's been pretty exciting for us. Wonderful. So you have about five vehicles now. How many employees total, did you say? So we have two and a half FT employees per car. So we right now have about 15 that are actually drive the car and another five that do support. So we're a total of 20. So with, with a vehicle count of five, do you anticipate yourself growing or is it growing uh, more? Do you anticipate? Yeah, we're definitely growing. Uh, we, you know, we're going to be growing in, in different cities. Uh, we've realized that while in San Francisco it fits like a glove, there are many other cities nationwide that also um, that also be a great fit for us to do a tour company that has similar vibes. Um, so we have target cities, you know, Philadelphia, Chicago, um, L.A., Seattle. So we're definitely growing to uh, major markets in tourism. Okay, so this is interesting because you know. Many people might think with five vehicles, you know, why do you need something to help manage or, you know, what have you found? Uh, Because I'm assuming, how are you managing your fleet before, um, you know, using any software? So, you know, that's the biggest challenge, right? When you have, when your asset is your vehicle, right? The reality is that without our vehicles, we don't have a a real tour company. So it, it becomes your asset. Um, and you need to take care of your asset. We constantly need to, um, not only the, the regular maintenance of oil, brake, suspension, that kind of stuff, but we also need to uh, improve the assets. These are 40-year-old cars that require all kinds of attention, um, which means we do constantly do upgrades, uh, you know, installing new seat belts, new shack carpets, new uh, windows all around, sunroof. Um, those are just capital assets that are capital upgrades to our assets to make our, you know, our buses significantly more attractive to the market. Um, so when you're managing more than one um, and you are, you know, you know, it's a one man management team. Um, how do how do you keep track of which car got an oil change and which one got a brake service? Um, and in addition to managing people and people reporting to you when something goes wrong or something went bad or a horn wasn't working or a tail light went out. So there, there are many little things. And when you're juggling, you know, a hundred things at once to make a company started and you know enroll, 
um, you need to have some centralized location for things. So before I, you know, when I got this started, I just threw everything on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, just put a few tabs, call each tab a different bus, um, and created a list of things that needed to happen, put a date on when it happened. Um, but that wasn't a, a, a two-way communication tool. It was just a one-way storage of information for me. Um, when my tour guide sent me a text or sent me an email or something went wrong, I would have to go out there and put it in there. So at some point we migrated to Google Docs, right? So I give them access where they can now update what went wrong with the bus and what happened here and so on. Uh, so that's that was our first round um, when we created this. You know, what I discovered along the way is that, you know, while that, that created some type of order in my mind, um, when I met with my accountants and bookkeepers, um, you know, they were confused as far as what, when, where, to who, I mean, to which bus, to which asset. And and there is management for your company to make sure that you continue rolling. And there's also not going to be an, an, an account that needs to manage your asset on your balance sheet. Right? So when you create these companies, um, you need to have both. And uh, that's something that I discovered that I need to have something more robust than just, you know, a Google Doc somewhere that it got updated sometimes. That was the biggest challenge. Interesting. Okay. So so where at what point did you feel like, okay, I need to start getting software involved and start automating some things? Because you said you were doing it on spreadsheets before. And I know, you know, at that five vehicle mark, you know, it could be, you know, some people are on the fence of either debating on going to software. What kind of pushed you over the edge? Was there some sort of event or did a van like not pass something or go down or can you kind of talk a little bit about what kind of pushed you over the edge and maybe if if someone else is on the fence out there that's a listener that maybe has a fleet and not and still doing it kind of manually through spreadsheets like you had described you know what advice would you give them and and, and kind of talk about that yeah, so for me it's, it's it's really peace of mind right if we have a fleet of vehicles most you know more likely than not that is going to be our main asset for whatever is transportation of people or transportation of goods uh, or products so the reality is that that asset when it's down you're not working um and that was kind of what drove me down to figure out what happened um you know give you a quick example we you know we had six people on the tour and the clutch cable went out then I went and got the clutch cable fixed. And then two weeks later, another clutch cable went out. And I, I didn't know if it was the same bus that broke or it was a different one. Uh, because, you know, we're running a thousand miles an hour and trying to operate. So when, when I took and I realized it was the same bus a month later, when it broke once again, I was like, well, there's something wrong more than just a clutch cable. There's got to be something in the housing that is wrong. Right. So I realized that the lack of real management of really understanding what happened where and why. Um, it drove me to say I need something more robust that keeps a genuine control and allows me to forecast when things will go bad. So if a clutch cable goes bad, we realize that you know we should have another 100,000 miles before something like that goes out. So if we went out in 20 miles, then there's something clearly wrong. Uh, so when I forecasted and I started printing, you know, Putting information in, you know, Auto Assist, which became one of the companies that I, you know, I looked several, but this is the one that I thought it was the more robust for what I was looking. It gave me the visibility to know, you know, a few basic things. One, when this car hits this time, this, you know, many miles, um, needs to go and repair. So those notifications, extraordinarily helpful. Um, we're transporting people. So brakes 
you know, being changed before they start squeaking, it was becoming uh, extraordinarily important. So we started, you know, tracking miles, tracking time, um, and uh, and having that opportunity to get that email notification so I can put it into schedule for service. Um, it, it changed things around for me. The way that I see it is that I didn't go into business to manage a fleet. I went into business to, you know, create tourists. So my business really is, uh, you know, create experiences in San Francisco. All of a sudden, I see myself now working as a mechanic because things are breaking down. And I don't understand the rate of breaking down or how often we have to put them into service. So for me and our company, what we needed to have is being able to forecast when things will break down, um, not, not to mention controlling um, the next round of services so we can be in front of the breakdown. Uh, cars at the shop do not make me money. Cars on the road is when we are making money. And I had to make sure that I had my cars on the road more often than not. So that's really that, you know, what drove us to start looking at a very robust software. Yeah, no, and I love how you put the fact that you know you were you didn't get into business to manage a fleet right you 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 you're in business to do what your core competency is which is give the tour so i love how you put that um so outside of autosyst uh what are some tools that have you used that have helped you do you have any other insights or tools that you can maybe give to our listeners uh you know across cuz we have a lot of people across various industries right so i know you guys are focused on the tour but any other tools uh that you that you want to mention or shout out that that could help um future fleet owners or current fleet owners i mean i, I think we all start somewhere very basic right i started with a with a uh, a notebook in each glove compartment that people were noting miles and when things went down um, to make sure that the things were being fixed, right? So then I had to have someone, in this case myself, going out there and checking those notes, right? But if I didn't get around to check notes, this means that the car was broken down for a while. So I realized that I needed something a little bit more robust, right? I needed something that will create um, uh, uh, information that I can easily access to other than going down to our garage and check one vehicle at a time. Um when it was, you know, one car, two cars, you see, see, when it got to five, I mean, we needed something extraordinarily, you know, better. So we did not, I had to move away from people just jotting things in a notepad. Um, but in the beginning, that, that made sense, right? Everybody can just grab a pen and do it. There is no, tr- very little training. The headers would tell people what to do. Uh, that led me to create that Excel spreadsheet. Um, and then that later on led me to put it on, on the cloud and go through Google Docs. Um, all of those things helped me understand um, what needed to be checked. Clearly, I research, you know, up and down in terms of all the terms of things that needed to be in a maintenance sheet, right? Things that need to be maintained. Um, and so I added all of that into the sheet. So you know, I've had I spent more time earlier in a software that already had everything, then I would have spent less headaches trying to figure out how do I teach people to put this information here where I could have just done it once. So when we hire new people now, it's easy for me to go into the training and say, okay, when you something goes wrong, you go to this app, you put this here, and then I get an immediate notification. And then now I can have the control of what needs to happen with my mechanic. So when I take it to the mechanic, the fleet mechanic, you know, like, put the information, I got the receipts, which now it's a big deal for us because our accountants wanted to make sure that everything is in order. You know, how many oils changes have gone to vehicle one, vehicle two, vehicle three, and then how much capital improvement has gone to vehicle one, vehicle two, vehicle three. So we needed to start now really separating the things. And I have some folders, but this means that I'm going to have to sit down and go through every single receipt for the first two years and identify which bus went where. Whereas now I... Call the mechanic. They give me the bill. 
I take a picture, I upload it, and now everything is in a report where I can easily report that in. Um, so, you know, if I can go back in time and give me any advice would be to uh, to actually start thinking like a larger company sooner um, to avoid the pitheads of headaches. Because once again, you know, my core competency is not accounting. It would be different type of a uh, uh, um, of core competency. So th- those are some other things. But if you, you know, you want to get started, you're, you're not convinced yet that you're a big company or that you need to think like a big company, you know, and, and a Google Docs, it's it's easy um, and you can have access. You can give access as many people as you want. Um, and then now you have to be proactive on setting up your new date. So if you went and got an oil change, you jot it and you say, okay, when the next miles hit this or this time passes, I need to double check. So there's still some manual labor that you have to do. I opt to get away from that and um, and have something that just gives me that reminder. So push notifications for me was extraordinarily helpful rather than having to worry proactively what happens. I got a push notification and then I can, during that week time, I can go ahead and schedule for service and then you know move forward so I don't have to really waste time in fleet management and you know focus more in, in growing my business. No, that's great. Um, in terms of uh, in your industry, is there any legal... Uh, things that uh, you're aware of that, you know, in terms of inspections or certain record retainment and things like that? I know you touched on it a little bit, but is there anything required that maybe uh, would push someone who, you know, not only from the ROI standpoint and keeping your vehicles on the road and and efficient and things like that, but is there any other legal um, aspects that you're aware of that, you know, for commercial vehicles? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, depending on the capacity in your vehicles, we are we are lucky that our capacity is seven or under, which means that we are really underneath the threshold that will require by law for so us to. Seven, so that, that's according to who? Like, what? Where is that number? So we we are listed, you know, with us, you know, the PUC, the Public Utility Commission. So we need to also have a TCP license. All of this is a California lingo. I'm not entirely sure how that works uh, nationwide, but basically, these are the the entities that go governing bodies that make sure that every vehicle that is commercial vehicle are playing by the rules. And yeah, when I was applying through it, I, you know, I read that if you have a vehicle that is, you know, 12 people or more, um, you need to have X amount of um, record keeping. Um, so what I did is that I went ahead and said, even though we're not technically, quote unquote, required by the law, God forbid something happens and then there is a lawsuit. I can at least turn around and say, look, we did everything within our power to stay in, in, in compliance. So even though we're not required to have it, I went ahead and do it. Um, once again, if you think like a big company, uh, when things go bad, you'll be protected. So I've tried to mitigate the, the legal aspect of it. Uh, there is a law requirement you know, to make, to make sure that you have um, certain things in place. But when, depending on the size of your company is how extensive it is. Uh, we went ahead and went to the full extent. We, you know, we created the sheets that it was required by uh, the governing bodies. They give us an example. I, you know, sampled it off that. And then I added more, um, you know, safety inspections, uh, weekly safety inspections, uh, uh, you know, weekly maintenance. And say, for example, something goes wrong, such as as, as brakes, we can say this brakes, this car was serviced on this date, you know, and, and everything looks like it was in order. So there is no operator negligence. So if there was something happening, we can show that we are doing everything within our power to avoid a catastrophe, um, and, um, and and you know that that is very helpful. And my advice for anyone that goes into any type of business is that you want to mitigate or reduce 
risk as much as you can. So if there is a rule within, you know, your industry, I would say try to abide, you know, to the full extent. So if something goes bad, you are already covered, even though you were not required. Oh, that's wonderful feedback. Thank you. That, that That's awesome. Uh, I think the legal part of it is always something that gets sticky and people don't always want to think about. It's not very fun, but it's very important, um, especially when the vehicle is such a critical part of your business. So I appreciate that feedback. I think our listeners would, would get, get a lot of value out of that. Uh, just some closing thoughts just to kind of wrap this up. Um, the future of fleet management and fleet vehicles, uh, where do you see it going in your opinion? You know, everything is moving to the cloud, right? Everything is moving to push notifications. Um, you know, we have an archaic system, right? If you're not a gigantic, you know, fleet company that is working with a gigantic um, mechanic shop that maintains every record for you, um, you know, you have to find an alternatives, right? And and I think, you know, if you think big and you act big and when you're small, the likelihood is that you will be a big company one day, right? And you, you may be a little kidding, but yourself, you, you see yourself as a lion. Eventually, you'll be a lion um, and prepare yourself for that. Um, it's, it's, it's just the reality of it. Um, so my, you know, my advice or final thoughts are where this is going is that everything has to go into a place where it'll be easy to, um, to work with push notifications, um, taxes, you know, we've, we, <laughs> you know, death and taxes are guaranteed, right? So at the end of the year, when you have to prepare your documents, do you really want to go through a shoe box of receipts of all the oil changes and breaks that you've done and so on, um, or have everything in a centralized location? Um, so in this way, you pay less money to your bookkeeper or accountant or your employees or you yourself spending an entire, you know, two weeks just adding receipts. Um, you know, everything is served in one place. So peace of mind um, and everything together is really important. And you can focus in what you're good at. I focus in growing our tourism company beyond San Francisco. Um, and because I have um, I'm a big believer in automated tools. The more you automate things, the more you can reduce human error. And the more you reduce human error, the more likely to you become a, a very streamed operation. You want to be a lean and streaming operation. So if I can get something, um, so just auto assist for me specifically, that gives me the push notifications, then I don't have to worry about it. And if I just run the report and I get my, you know, my costs for the years and I have receipts in case there's an audit, all of that just reduced a bunch of my time and a bunch of some, you know, bookkeeper charging me seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five dollars an hour to put it together. So, you know, I, I think about how to manage our company. I think how to how to manage it to the future. And and the reality is that things should be more cloud-based, even when we have something as old as mechanical shops giving us, you know, paper receipts. Right. No, I appreciate that feedback. Thank you very much, Alan. This was wonderful. Um, if anyone wants to contact you uh, or learn about your business, where can they go? You want to give some information if, you, if you'd like, and I'll also put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's very simple. Alan, A-L-L-A-N at San Francisco Love Tours com. That's my email. And um, I'll be happy to answer any questions. If they want to know more about what we do, just look it up at San Francisco Love Tours com and you get the idea of our services. And this is where you can compare and contrast. And if you got specific questions, just shoot me an email. Happy to help. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Alan. We really appreciate your time today. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners will get a lot of value from this interview. And again, uh, if anyone has questions, uh, you know, I'll put everything that Alan said in the show notes in terms of his contact info. And thanks again, Alan. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Have a good day. Right. Good luck with your business. Bye-bye.